So, thank you, worship team. All right. So, Emily came, let's see, it was several weeks ago. She comes up to me and she says, Taylor, God put this sermon into my heart and I need to share it. And, 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 and I said, okay, well, yeah, we got youth group on Friday. She's like, no, I need to share it with the church on Sunday. And so, you guys, I, with joy and with excitement, I want to present to you Emily White, junior in high school, and she has a word for us today. Let's give her a hand. Good morning, everyone. I am so happy to be here. Good morning, friends on live stream. I'm so happy that you've joined us this morning. What a privilege it is to be able to be up here and say what God has given me to talk about. This week, I've been thinking a lot about brokenness. Brokenness. When you think of the word broken, what comes to your mind? Live stream, I'd love to see your comments. Congregation, shout out your answers. When you hear the word broken, what comes to your mind? A mess, mess. yeah. Pieces. Pain. Pain. Yeah. Heartbreak. Heartbreak. Problems. Problems. Yeah. This word has a few meanings. It can be taken a few different ways. Um, To some, this word can look hurtful and messy. But to some, this word can look full of hope and full of redemption. When I think of the word broken, um... I want to do something to help. I physically want to get up and go fix something. Um, as, as I was getting ready today to talk, a few different stories that I thought of in the Bible came to mind. The first story would be, of obviously, Jesus breaking his body on the cross for us so that we don't have to live in sin and darkness anymore. But the second story is the story of the prodigal son. Pretty familiar story, guys. Um, starts out like this. Starts out something like this. <clears throat> Luke 15, 11 through 16. Jesus continued, A man who had two sons. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe, there was a severe famine in, the whole, in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who had sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. That was supposed to break. <laughs> We're, let's pretend that that broke. <clears throat> we, we can. Still didn't break. That's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. 
There we go. Okay. <laughs> and just like that, in the first few moments of the story, we're introduced to broken. A broken person, broken relationship, broken family, and a broken future. Now, as we can see, we can see that the father loved and trusted his son so much that he was willing to give and share his earnings with his son before it was really even time. Typically, the father passes away before the children get their shares or earnings. God is willing to give us things because he loves and trusts us. Sometimes he gives us things before we know we'll need it. It's what we do with those tools when we receive them that can affect the way we choose, the way we make choices for our future. Grab those pieces from you. Thanks, Taylor. You don't have to break it apart. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> I strongly support the use of duct tape. When I mean support, I mean I strongly think that duct tape can solve a lot of your problems. Leak in your house or on your pipes. Use some duct tape. Something broke at your work or in your home. Use some duct tape. My support of this extremely durable and sticky tape had gotten so extreme that when I was a competitive swimmer, one day before swim practice, I had really achy muscles, and I didn't have any athletic tape in my bag. So what did I do? Use some duct tape. Oh, yeah. Now, take it from me personally, it's not the best decision that I've made in my 16 years of life, but that's okay. <clears throat> I think one of my favorite uses of duct tape would be, when I was younger, we were modeling a house, and we were taking down walls, and there was a wall that was made of cardboard and duct tape. Yep. So here's the thing, my friends. It's just a temporary fix. Those problems that you thought were taken care of, they're not going to hold forever. Sooner or later, you're going to have to call that plumber to fix that leak. Sooner or later, that thing that broke, it's going to have to be put back together for it to function or fixed. And while duct tape was a great option, that wall still needed to be rebuilt. About three years ago, I went through one of the toughest times in my life. During that time, I had the opportunity to get baptized. I had this expectation that when I got baptized, that when I came back up out of the water, I was going to be a person who never had to make a bad decision again, or never had to face hard things. 
Little did I know that in those next three years, I was going to be faced with trials and brokenness. Soon after I got baptized, I fell into severe anxiety and severe um, depression. I became so frustrated with God because I thought, God, I was baptized. You were supposed to protect me from this. I am cleansed. I am new. What is going on? And it made me essentially turn away from God and stop listening and stop pursuing. Here's where my season of putting duct tape on my wounds started. I began depending on my own independence and strength to make me feel okay, which then sent me into a mental downfall of making bad decisions. I would justify my decisions by thinking, God wasn't talking to me. But in reality, I didn't have the ears to hear, and I didn't want to hear. I had a choice. Oh, sorry, I got a little ahead of, got a little ahead of myself. <laughs> in March of 2020, my great Dane, Daisy, passed away. She was the one thing that kept me sane, and the one thing that was with me the entire time that I struggled. I was furious with God. Why would you take this precious thing that I loved and was there for me, why would you take that away? I felt shattered. I came to the point where I felt broken beyond repair. I had a choice. Turn and talk to God about how I felt or keep layering the duct tape on my wounds. The prodigal son used his own independence, stubbornness, and pride to try and put his pieces back together. Instead of going to the father right away, he chose to try and do it and, and fix it in his own strength. When we feel broken, it can be very easy to try to fix and put back together pieces with tactics that are temporary solvers. That may look like using social media, or relationships, or money, or even making yourself busy to try and soothe the uncomfortable. We live in a world where judgment is a very real thing. So if I position my duct tape in a specific way, people won't know that I feel broken. If I act this certain way, people won't know I feel yucky on the inside. When we, when we start using those temporary solvers, we're hiding, we're hiding our scars and imperfections, and we can't grow. Without change, there is no growth, right? Essentially, we're hiding our pieces when we try to fix them ourselves. God calls us to bring our brokenness and imperfections into the light. John 12, 46 says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. He wants us to be vulnerable enough with him to come to him with everything, even though he sees and he knows 
before, before we do. What duct tape are you using to temporarily put your pieces back together? Let's go back and take a look at what happens next in this beautiful story, starting at Luke 15, verses 17 through 24. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. As I was getting ready to speak today, I was reminded of the art of kintsugi, which is a Japanese um, form of pottery mending, where they take a broken dish and mend it with gold or a metal, a powdered or liquid metal. I have some pictures back there. When I was doing my research on kintsugi, one of the articles described it as the art of precious scars. They, when instead of seeing a broken dish and throwing it away and seeing it as unvaluable and unusable, they take the opportunity and see it as beautiful and more valuable than it was before. They make the brokenness more visible by putting gold on it. Amidst my pain, I couldn't see the value of my scars or wounds. In my, how could God possibly use something that looked so messy? How could he use that for good? In my anger, I turned to God because I wanted to tell him how I felt. <laughs> Little did I know, that's really the thing that he wanted. He wanted me to turn to him and just to come to him with, with my broken pieces and just to choose him. Attitude and all. <laughs> he wanted me to go to him just like the prodigal son went to his father. When I turned around and came to my senses, God scooped up my pieces and began to work with them. He began providing me opportunities, not only to press into who he is, but he began giving me opportunities that would further and are currently still helping me go towards the calling that he has called me to do. God is a gentleman who waits, who often waits for your invitation for him to come in. Redemption cannot happen without a change of heart, mind, and spirit. Essentially, repentance. Sometimes, His timeline of healing looks different than ours does. 
God doesn't keep us in that broken state. No, he, he uses it. He, he works through it. The journey of healing that you experience can make a huge impact on other people's lives by how God is working through you, through those cracks. The share of God redeeming something in our lives. When we are able to choose him and take that leap of coming to him broken, he uses those pieces that look broken beyond repair and makes us whole. 1 Peter 2.24 says, He himself bore our sins bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. When God makes us whole again, he doesn't put us back together the same way that we looked or the same way that we were before. Sometimes he carefully removes pieces or rearranges them. God throws a celebration for you, not only because we've chose to surrender, <laughs> but, we've, but because we've chose to choose him first, chose to go to him. Even though the prodigal son chose to do things on his own, not just once, but twice, the father still op- um, welcomed him with open arms. See, God doesn't look at what decisions you've made and define his love or welcome for you based on that. No, he looks at you and sees a beautiful, worthy, and unique child fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. There's uniqueness to the way that God put, your, put, gold, put his gold on your scars and the way that he'll speak through them. When we make that choice to stop using that duct tape to fix it ourselves and turn to just come to him, even from a far off distance, he runs to you. He doesn't walk. No, he sprints. Because he's excited to see you. He's excited to take that opportunity to create a relationship with you. Because you're worth it. God works good out of our broken situations when we choose him. Romans 8:28, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. He loves you so much that you could feel like you're shattered in a million pieces, and he would still look at you with grace and compassion and love in his eyes. Nothing changes that. Nothing you could possibly do could change that. Zechariah 4.6, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Lord Jesus, God, we come to you, broken pieces and all. God, and we just say yes and amen to what you are going to do. God, you don't keep us in that spot of broken. You work through us. And even though that doesn't necessarily look like our timeline, God, you still work. You're always working. Even when we can't see it, you're working. 
God, we trust you. You're beautiful. You make all things together for good. God, reveal those duct, that duct tape that we have been putting on our scars. God, we want to live in you, and we want to be new in you, Jesus. Jesus. I have a few questions for you as we enter into a time of worship and ministry. Live stream, if you're viewing from home, please chime in on the chat. We'd love to hear your answers as you're comfortable. My first question for you today is, what duct tape have you been putting on your scars to temporarily put them back together? Question number two for you is, how have you seen God move through your broken situations? It doesn't have to be big. God sees the small things too. My other question for you is, will you choose to the, run to the Father today? We invite you guys to come up. We'd love to pray for you. Um, we're going to have some youth pray for anything that you guys need. Um, you guys are welcome up here. Thank you.